Welcome to the new TV Gold podcast from Media Week's Andrew Mercado and James Manning, a podcast for people who love great television. On TV Gold this week, we've got a robbery. We've got a suspense thriller, sort of a horror fantasy, and a super soap. Welcome back, Andrew Mercado. Hello, James. A real diversity of programming this week after last week. We had really all shows that were based around or certainly strongly themed on fictional TV shows. Yeah. Thought this week we might start with probably the most challenging of these, if you like, which is perhaps the horror fantasy series on Apple TV Plus, The Changeling. Yeah, this is a very unusual show with cast members that are fairly new. There's no real name attached to this. They call this a modern fairy tale, but I put it more into the horror genre. I mean, you can sort of tell. I've watched the first two episodes. It's pretty obvious in that first episode that uh, something awful is about to happen. And then the second episode was was really disturbing. Um, I mean, the story... Story about it, you know, that we see a couple come together, their courtship. It's sort of uh, done in tandem with uh, the parents of one of these people in in the courtship. Uh, there's a lot of uh, shots of beautiful bookstores and uh, uh, people in New York City. A side trip to Brazil, and then just when you think. Things might be going to live happily ever after. It turns very, very dark. Yeah, look, we we always talk about look, we ideally we could watch a whole series, right? But at least get away two episodes. Yeah. Um, to get a feel of it. But I've got to say, if my if I'd only watched one, my review would be very different to having watched two. Is, so are you going to say that you didn't like the second episode much because I didn't like the second episode compared yeah, to the first? Yeah, not a matter of didn't like, but it just started going to a dark place. I thought, hmm, I don't think I really want to go there. It wasn't that it was going to a dark place for me. It was more the fact that it was treading into material that was familiar to me. I kind of felt that uh, some of the stuff that was going on, although the mystery side of it is all brand new, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the situation uh, that the wife found herself in, I was like, mm, yeah, I've, I've kind of seen this before. And, yeah, I, I just felt that the second episode was sort of treading, was on the treadmill and not really going anywhere, and it, it made me concerned about whether or not I wanted to watch anymore. And I think that's before what I'm guessing is the major um, event in this series, which from looking at the episode synopses might happen in episode three. Right. Um, which really makes me, you know, I just don't, I mean, look, I'd like to watch to find out what happened, but in, will I do it? Mm, probably not. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed that first episode. Um, the, the, the two leads is Lakeith Stanfield plays Apollo, uh, yeah. Clark Bacco plays Emma. Uh, a young couple. He's he's a very persistent. He's he sees her. She's working in a library. Yeah, he's a bit of a book fiend. You know, he loves books. Uh, he loves dealing in rare books. He loves working in bookshops. And you know, I, they recreate some of that really well, very yeah. very nicely. And I love all that stuff myself. Um, he sees her working in a library. Decides, okay, 
she looks like the the girl for me and he's but she doesn't want to know about him because he just asks her coldly would you like to come and have dinner with me she says no no thanks and he he keeps asking she keeps saying no until suddenly one day she says yes and then there's flashbacks to how um is it his parents or her parents i think it's his parents his parents his parents yeah quite there's a lot of similarities there his father found his mother and thought oh she's wonderful you know and there's some great scenes how he's persistent and eventually she says yes as well so i loved all that stuff yeah um, all of the lovely romance stuff was lovely but it doesn't last no and there were yeah there were some hints of what was to come but there weren't a lot of hints that it might get really um troubling and dark there was that you know she goes they split up she travels to south america and there's that she's trekking through a, a i guess a rainforest yeah she comes across a, an elderly woman sitting at a waterfall and that's quite weird i don't know if that comes back later in the series but that's a bit of a a bit of a sort of forerunner for making you think mm, this could be going pretty weird later on yeah no absolutely it is uh i would uh say not a woman i'd say she's running to a witch down at the water's end <laughs> um and uh yeah it all starts going horribly wrong from that point that's why i think people say it's got this fairy tale element to it because that character to to me was very much that kind of evil presence as in in a fairy tale it would be a witch and that's certainly how she came across to me yeah and there's the other thing that gives you a bit of a warning are the are the content warnings at the start of each episode too. You yeah, know, you know, it, it raise some of the content. It warns about isn't there in that first episode, so you're sort of thinking, hmm, I wonder where this might go. There's um, eight episodes, James, and yeah. I'm just not convinced that I'm going to go back to this uh, and keep watching. It felt a little bit slow to me. Yeah, it, it was a little bit. Um, Lakeith Stanfield in particular is very good as the lead male Apollo. Yeah. Um, I, I like his work a lot. Again, I haven't seen him in much. He was in Atlanta, which a lot of people really like and rate highly. I've never really watched that. Um, Clark Becko, who plays Emma, I haven't seen her in anything either. The only thing I really recognise her for is her work in um, Designated Survivor. Oh, um, you watched that show, wasn't No, that? I didn't, but I know it. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Some of her others I don't even, I'm not even familiar with this. Was that the Keith Sutherland show? Correct, yes. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's The Changeling. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Eight episodes, there's three up as we record this. I think a fourth comes up at the end of the this week, and then it's one a week until the series finishes. Uh, not not completely different, but certainly not as um, set in the world of fantasy as Wilderness, a series which I was quite excited to see because of Jenna Coleman. Yeah, 
Poor old Jenna Coleman. She's been copying it, though, hasn't she? <laughs> I mean, she, she's playing a character. I tell you what, if uh, if you watch a TV show and Jenna Coleman is with a man, be very, very suspicious <laughs> of that man. I mean, we've seen her go from what was the Netflix show she did, The Serpent? Serpent. She was Charles Sobrage's girlfriend. Yeah, and, of course, that ended really, really badly. And then there was that Australian drama she did – uh, where she was opposite you and Leslie, the cry. And of yep. course, uh, he turned out to be an awful person as well. And <laughs> she's in trouble again. She thinks that she's going to live happily ever after with, uh, this man that she meets in wilderness. But I think we learned pretty quickly on in this show that, uh, he is not to be trusted either. Yeah, you know straight away the the show starts off they're in a they're in a sort of a um a convertible driving through the American I guess it's like looks like Nevada or something uh on what turns out to be a, a holiday they're taking they, they look like the ideal couple right yeah that young British couple they've relocated to New York for his work she gets now to really explore what she wants to do in life and apparently that's to write a novel. So you see her starting to write a book, but you just know that <laughs> this sort of perfection, it's going to go horribly wrong. It feels to me like once again we have a whole bunch of things that have been done before, taking an element from, say, Fatal Attraction and a yeah. bit of an element from this and throwing it all into a new mix. Again, I had a real sense of deja vu watching this. I was watching it going, mm, yeah, I feel like I've seen stories like this done before. I mean, I like Jenna Coleman and I really like Oliver Jackson Cohen, who plays her husband. But he's such an, you know, once he does that thing to her in the first episode, I actually was like, "What, honey, why are you hanging around this man? Clearly he's trouble. And it, it feels to me, it's got that fatal attraction vibe to me mm. um, that... And again, I felt like they were dragging the story out. I mean, that second episode where they were going on that bush hike, it was like, oh, God, is this ever going to finish? You know, I, but you've watched it all, James. So is it worth the journey? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I, I get, um, I don't know if sucked in is the right word, but I get, I, I just want to see how they play out some of these relationship things. Uh, and uh, and the other reason, I think Jenna Coleman really carries this. Um, Oliver Jackson Cohen's okay, but I guess it's it's hard to like him too much because his character is such a bloody awful prick. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a friend of mine said recently. He said, "Look, I'm 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 all for it. I'm all for Barbie being a success and all of this." He said, "But I can't remember the last time I saw a show where the man wasn't portrayed to be a monster or an idiot." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, Fergus, settle down." But ever <laughs> since he said that to me, those words have been ringing in my ear. And this is a, a an example of that. I mean, in the Changeling, that show we've just talked about, the 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 man in that is. 
is is lovely and yeah. and he's great. But in this one, yeah, you know, it's all about Jenna Coleman's perspective, and the the man she's with is just an absolute bastard. And it was like, wow, okay, yeah, I I, I am starting to see this. I mean, we are seeing this very much, and and again, I'm all for this too. I like it that we're seeing more women's stories from more women perspectives, and I actually don't think that men need to get too upset about this because men have been dominating pop culture and telling their story for years and years and it is time to hear the other side of it but it does worry me that we're getting so much of these stories that are covering very similar territory if you're going to do it have something new to say and find a twist and so is there a twist in wilderness do is it worth how many episodes six hours uh good question i think it's six and they're they're all up there now i think so is i know this launches the day after i'm not i'm not sure if they'll do it one a week or um or they they will drop them all together I suspect being on Prime Video, they'll probably drop a couple like everyone's doing now and then, you know, spread it out week by week. But my question to you is, if I invest another four hours in this, will there be an ending that will make me go, oh, great, they've actually found a different way to tell this revenge story or whatever it is you want to classify it? Is it satisfying to keep watching to the end? Um. Well, I, I don't know. I think you're you're pretty fussy. I, I, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I didn't regret watching it till the end. Right. But it, the plot does get a little intricate towards the end. Yeah. Um, I think we can say look. You can say there's infidelity doesn't really as in a plot spoiler because that's basically how they're selling the show. Okay. Yeah. You can assume something like that happens, but it gets there's a lot deeper. As you know, infidelity doesn't really stack up some of the other stuff that happens. Right. Okay. So there's a lot more still. Yeah, to there is more to it. So okay. yeah, I think it is um, worth worth staying with. I mean, a couple of things. First of all, what your point about the sort of men as the you know the the terrible protagonists in a lot of TV. We that did come up in our discussion with the um, producers of the Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Yeah, and we we raised that, and she did say, look, pointed out accurately that there's look, there's a lot of good men in that series too. You know, they're not all bastards. Are there any good men in this series, Wilderness? Is it Eric Balfour, uh, who I always remember from Six Feet Under? He's not terribly likable either. Um, he gets he gets involved towards the end. Uh, when the plot starts to get a little bit intricate and yep. you've really got to have your wits about you. So don't sort of um, go up and uh, make a cup of tea or something. You, <laughs> okay. You might miss something significant. So there's not really – it's a smallish cast and there's um, – there's um, no, there's not really a, a great bloke, I don't think. Um, I suppose there's a police officer in it, but he hasn't got a very major role. <laughs> the other thing was you, you talked about – you know, why doesn't she just get out, you know? Why does she stick around? And that she says that to her husband too. I mean, why don't you just leave? And he says, because you're my wife. And it's it's not terribly convincing. I mean, no. the, the, one of the big problems, a lot of the characters aren't explored in any great depth in this. They're, 
they're quite shallow characterizations, if you like, which is one of my problems with a lot of US dramas. They don't seem to have the depth of character you get in some of the English dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Jenna Coleman, who plays Liv, her mum is a sort of a, a recurring character in this, and she says to her to a lot of the time, look, why don't you just leave, you know? So I guess that's one of the themes in this that, you know, some women just try to preserve the relationship, you know. Like a husband says, because you're my wife, you get the feeling she thinks, oh, well, because he's my husband, you know, there's a there's some sort of obligation to try and make the relationship work. So that's that's an interesting theme, but it's not ever really explored in any great depth. Yeah, plus there's a, they also make out that, you know, Jenna Coleman's mother is very damaged um, and her husband has left her and she's very bitter and she doesn't like men and Jenna Coleman doesn't want to let her mother know because her mother basically says uh, you're, you're, you're marrying a man and he'll end up to be a bastard just like the rest of them. So part of her motivation for staying, I guess, is that she doesn't want her mother to say, I told you so. But that's not really explored. You have to kind of take that out of it sure sure yeah and there are six episodes too so um yeah i mentioned look jenna coleman like i always love her work you talked about the serpent one of my favorite series of all time that one is such a cracker um i always liked her in victoria too yeah right big fan of that where she played for queen victoria i think it was across three episodes it was about 25 uh, three series, about 25 episodes all up. And a lot of people, I never watched her in Doctor Who, but no. a lot of people liked to work in Doctor Who the early days. I think she in about 40 different episodes of uh, Doctor Who. And it's been great watching her career uh, go from strength to strength. She's someone I used to watch in Emmerdale, her first okay. TV role in The Soap. Um, and, you know, I always love it when I see a soap star uh, going on to greater fame. Yeah. Okay, so that's Wilderness. It's on Prime Video, six episodes. And I've said this before, I think Prime are doing some good work. I, I think, you know, they look, they have had a significant price rise, which would make you sort of think twice about subscribing, but they've got a lot of good shows and there's the other benefits of Prime Audio, the uh, Prime free Amazon sort of next day or one day delivery as well. Uh, let's move on to something I haven't seen yet. But you've watched a little bit, I think, of The New Neighbours. I've seen the first two episodes of The New Neighbours. I will write about it uh, in more detail in my Media Week column on Friday. The first episode has one of the most jaw-dropping cliffhangers I think I've ever seen in soap. Uh, So they're very much looking at kind of giving you a recap, uh, refreshing the show, and then just when you think you know what's happening, they just pull the rug out and go, "Uh -uh -uh." (laughs) it's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. So it's a very uh, great debut episode to bring Neighbours back. And, uh, yeah, I'll have a lot more to say about it in Media Week this week. It's great to have it back, and I can't wait to watch it, and I can't wait to watch it in high definition on Channel 10. It's been screening on 10 Beach all those years in SD, and now we'll finally be able to see it in high def, and, and I love my HD, so that'll be good. So it's premiering on 10, then. Is it a fortnight later it goes to Prime? So what happens is it's going to screen on 10 at 4.30 p.m. It's going to be on 10 Peach at 6.30 p.m. for those people who work their dinner time uh, schedule around it. 
Uh, and then I think it goes to Prime Video here in Australia a week after that. This is just Australia, though. Overseas, uh, uh, people who are watching it on Amazon Free V, which is a free version of Amazon Prime that's uh, out there in the US and the UK, uh, they will have a completely, uh, I guess they're watching it the same time as we are here in Australia. I don't okay. actually... I assume so. I'd like to think that we're all on the same page so there's no plot spoilers because after this episode goes to air in Australia on Monday, the people on social media will be going, OMG. So it does jump two years, though, from the yeah. from the final we saw last year until yep. where they are now. Yeah, and lots and lots of kind of uh, mentions of that final episode. You know, they're they're very much. If if you're a fan of the show, the, you have to listen to every line of dialogue because every person that was in the Neighbours a year ago who hasn't returned in this version yet, um, there's a line that explains where they are for everybody. Uh, so yeah, just just pay attention, and all will become clear. Or is it? So, yeah, uh, Neighbours fans, I think, will be very, very, very happy. And Guy Pearce is hanging around a bit too. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine he's going to hang around for long. He, uh, Mike and Jane are still together in love, getting ready to get married, so I predict a very bad ending for all of that. And, again, kudos to Guy Pearce for returning back to Neighbours again and wrapping up that storyline with Annie Jones and Mike's uh, daughter. That character will remain in the show at this stage. I think uh, they've just done a really great... Guy Pearce is just a legend to have come back and done this for Neighbours fans. Yeah. Okay, so that's Neighbours. Two years later, you can watch all the new episodes on uh, 10... Uh, 10 play, uh, was it 10 page, one of their yeah. multis? And you can watch it ad free on um, Prime. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay, well, let's the last um, major series we've got to talk about this week a bit of a spoiler. I think it's my show of the week, The Gold. I've been waiting for this one for quite a while. Um, I didn't realize it seems to be a Paramount Plus um, original which Isn't I didn't realise, but it screened first in the UK on BBC One back in February right. and then later went to Paramount Plus, but we premiering in Australia on Paramount Plus. All six episodes are up. They're available live as we record this, and it tells a story of a 1983 uh, robbery, which didn't go quite according to plan, but it actually almost went a bit better than they thought. They mm-hmm. They had trouble getting into this big vault at a warehouse they busted into, but they managed to walk away with a whole lot of gold, uh, about $50 million worth, Australian dollars. But think back in 1983, $50 million was a hell of a lot more money then than it would be today. And I think it was the biggest robbery ever at the time it happened. Yes, yeah, so there were three episodes to watch on the preview site and uh, it felt like it was, as I was going through the third episode last night, it felt like it was coming to an end. It was like, I pushed through, it's late, I'm tired. but And then it got to the end and I was like, oh, that's not the end. <laughs> um, so there's three more that I can binge, which is great because I am going to watch this to the end. I did really, really like this. Um, it's just got that 
that brutish way of just keeping things simple. No huge jump cuts or underbelly <laughs> strip clubs or anything to keep your attention. It's just here it is. These are the criminals. These are the police. And here's the investigation. And they just lay it out very simple in linear storytelling. But, you know, it's it's just so great. And some of the acting, like how good is Hugh Bonneville oh. playing the DCI in charge of this? It's such a different performance of his compared to what we're used to seeing him in Downton Abbey. He he just does such a completely different character here you just go wow and he's just a he's just a regular guy but just everything about him is the complete opposite of the role he played in Downton Abbey yeah yeah no the, I I really loved this I thought it was brilliant the um I didn't know a lot of the cast Hugh Bonneville of course I did know um I saw him recently too in the bank of Dave it was sort oh, yeah. of an independent British movie. It's really good. I really love that. And of course, Mr. Grantham, everybody knows him for from years in Downton Abbey. Uh, Jack Loudon played one of the crooks, Kenneth um, Kenneth Noy, I think he is. But I know him best, I guess, from Slow Horses. That um, oh, okay. That he he was in that Apple TV Plus series about sort of um, sort of MI6, the people who don't quite. <laughs> who don't make it as MI6 spies, but they go into this other part of the um, Secret Service, if you like, and they still bust crimes, but they're not the A-team. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's good in that. And a guy called Dominic Cooper, I thought was really good, plays a well, character he's... called Ed Edwin Cooper. Well, Dominic he... Cooper's Mr. Mamma Mia. He's in the Mamma Mia films. Oh, right? is he? Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So this is a very different role I'm guessing for him, yeah. Again, very, very different. Yeah. But also I tell you, there was this this guy in it that I was watching going, Oh, I know you, I know you. Are you from the UK version of Shameless? Uh, and then I Googled him and looked it up, and it's Sean Harris. And he was in that Australian movie with uh Joel Edgerton on Netflix uh last year, The Stranger. The one we and really didn't like. <laughs> we didn't really love it, but he's he plays such a great character in this one. You know, he's right. uh, he's, he's he's not on the the police force of side side of things. Let's say this way, but yeah, he's he's just so great in this one. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, the robberies dealt with quite quickly in the first episode. Yeah, so there isn't a lot of setup, which I really like. You don't have to all the boring setup of uh, why they did it. You know, how they were going to plan it. You know, they just have the robbery. Then it's all really about the aftermath. Yeah. How the, the police get involved, how they sort of start the investigation. You know, they sort out who, who's going to be the best team to do this. Um, and you see quite a lot of the sort of the method of how they try and track who the people they suspect of being involved. Um, and then it's, but to me, the really interesting part was, how they get, how they monetize the gold they've stolen, if you like, because gold bullion, you can't just go and cash it in or, or, you know, um, money launder it down at the sort of local casino or, you know, the corner shop by buying lots of stuff or go gambling with it. It's, um, it's a very specialist thing. And the way they had to sort of, 
get this gold and what they ended up doing with it. And there's like there's backyard operators involved and yeah, very backyard. <laughs> and little sort of market stalls and yeah, and there was some real estate investments and things like this they had to do. Um, I just found all that fascinating. I loved it that there's all these people involved in it. That you know, this dodgy guy gets this dodgy guy, and they're yeah. all they've all got their own role in it. And of course, um, the police figure it all out. It takes them a while, but eventually, because these crims are on their books, eventually they go, well, if he's a friend of his, surely he's got to be involved. And sure enough, they are. Yeah, this is just this is just really great. I mean, of the three international shows we've talked about this week, this is far and away the one that I want to watch through to the end. And I will watch this. I will watch the gold right through to the end. Yeah, same. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll certainly be there to, um, to, to watch them all. And, um, I think they do take you right through to the end too. You see the culmination of the police investigation. Um, and I saw one quote was said about, um, the, uh, I don't know if it's a bit of a spoiler, but it, it said you, um, you always hear about the people who get caught, but not always the ones that don't. So. That sort of gives you an idea of where it might be going, I guess. Okay, okay. But, yeah, so that is the gold. That's on Paramount Plus, six episodes, and they're all available now. Um, as I said, look, my show of the week would be the gold. What, what's your choice? Well, my show of the week's got to be Neighbours, but, you know, of, of those three international yeah. shows that we spoke about, uh, the gold was far and away my favourite one there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now you've talked about your writing about neighbours in your Media Week column, which you can find at mediaweek.com.au and also on the Media Week Morning Report, the daily newsletter we go out. So my thing I'll leave you with um, this week, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. I think we might finally get to chat about it next week. Um, you probably know more than me at this stage, Far North. Far North. I yeah. No, I no, no, oh, no. I think, no. think, think it's an. Oh Aussie, wait, it's an wait, Aussie series. This is a New Zealand show. Oh, it's New Zealand, is it? Okay, is it? This the one with Robin Malcolm? Yes, it is. Yep, yep. Right, it was on Paramount Plus, and they pulled it and uh, moved the date by several weeks, so it fell off my radar. But okay. I'll watch anything that Robin William, Robin Malcolm, the star of Outrageous Fortune, who played Cheryl West. I will watch. Anything she stars in from New Zealand. That's just a given for me. Yeah, I know you're a bit of a fan of hers and you've crossed her path now and then too in the, in yeah, the park, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, yeah. She came on the playlist when I had my TV review show there, which was yeah. great. In fact, I'll always remember it. She was there when I was looking at this apartment that I was thinking of buying and I showed it to okay. her and I said, I don't know whether I'll get it. And she said, you're going to get that. And, and I did. So I've never forgotten that, but she was there when I was, you know, going, do, do you reckon I should get this or not? It all worked out very well, Robin. Thank you. Okay. So that's one of the things we've got next week. Have you got any sort of viewing tips? 
Um, yeah, I'll also mention in my media week column tomorrow, uh, Danielle Laidley, Two Tribes. Oh, yeah. This is the documentary coming out on stand next Tuesday. And Danny Laidley was the former AFL footballer and coach uh, who was disgracefully outed by the Victorian police when they arrested her and slipped a mugshot of hers onto social media. And you see the devastating impact that had on her personal life. Uh, but then how she then comes to uh, step out into the world now as a woman and the incredible support that she gets from her former teammates and uh, the AFL. Uh, it's it's a great documentary. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it'll be on stand next week. I think it'll be a real eye-opener for some people. And something else you've got for us, you've got a bit of feedback. We've told people you can uh, email us at Gold. Dot, uh, no, comments at tvgold.au, but you can also jump onto Andrew's Facebook page if you want to send him a short note, and some people have been doing that. And You should be following Andrew on his socials because he's very good and a lot better than I am on it. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, uh, it's interesting. I had a few people in the industry, Anna Ruby, who is an actress that you'd know from The Harp in the South. Um, she said... Uh, you know, when you decide to do a remake of a classic, it has to be better than the original or in the case of a comedy, at least funny. I haven't laughed at this yet. Ouch. Um, Chris Keating wrote an unholy mix of creative bankruptcy and cultural necrophilia. If you can't come up with a decent original concept, find a new line of work. I will say, though, that the other people who responded to me on that Facebook page and sent emails to me were all kind of, I think, James, in the same camp as you and me, prepared yep. to give it a go. Like, oh, I don't love it yet, but I'm going to keep watching it for a few weeks down the line and give it a chance and see if it gets better. There's a lot of Denise Scott and Matt O'Keen fans out there, uh, so they're sticking with it. So uh, let's Let's hope that they are being rewarded by that choice. And I think and that Matt O'Keen as Arthur, he won me over in with his performance in this. I'm I'm a bit of a fan now, you know, and I was a bit on the fence and and yeah. you know, but before this, yeah, Denise Scott's fantastic as uh, Maggie too. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like about this, and I think you, you've got to you've got to give a bit too when you watch something like because I've been guilty in the past of going, oh come on, make me laugh. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not the way to look at a show, I don't think. You've just got to, you know, I don't know, get into it a little bit and contribute as a, a little bit and say, look, I'll, I'll try and find some good in this, you know, and um, and it's got a lot to offer. Well, it is a comedy, James. Mother and Son <laughs> is not a drama, so there's no, got to be no. some freaking laughs in there. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's easy yeah. to get into that mindset, I think, oh, look, it's not making me laugh, you know. It's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to sit here stony-faced until you can crack a smile in me and it's, you know, I don't know. I think it takes a while too to get used to um, a, a, a new a concept like this when you have such really burnt-in memories of the yeah. original. I think it takes you a few weeks to go, okay, I can put that mother and son in its place back then as a classic TV show, but yeah. this one, there's space for this one too, maybe. Absolutely. All right, Andrew, look, we'll leave it there this week. Many thanks and we'll speak to you again shortly. Thanks, James. Have a great week.